I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> like, Are you as long ready? as we're eating these vegan sausage rolls, we don't really care. For fuck's sake, will you come on? Mm. Like, give us a bye, Brandon. Guys, there's pastry all over the studio. <laughs> Anyway. No, it's honestly the nicest thing I've ever tasted. Oh, there's a chickpea. They're no Linda McCartney. No, I think they're nicer. Oh, I don't know. Never. Let's go, let's go, go. Let's be clear. Shrine of duty. You're being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of duty. Hey, you're listening to Shrine of Judy. I'm Hannah. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Brendan. This is the officially unofficial Line of Judy podcast. And if you can't tell, I forgot <laughs> I was doing the intro this week. So I'm completely winging this and I don't really know what I meant to say. Um, what's up, guys? How are we? Um, good. Excited for the finale. So excited. Also found Sunday night's episode so upsetting do you know I get slagged like for saying the word finale because people tell me it's a dramatic pronunciation but it's the correct pronunciation the season but finale it's a dramatic people are like oh the season final dr- yes. I'm like no the finale I like finale a bit better Sounds sorry right. we all just ate sausage rolls Brendan's vegan, choking vegan on sausage here. rolls yeah um, so uh, there's pastry everywhere really. Brendan's a staunch vegan finale is, I am <laughs> finale is appropriate <laughs> dramaticism for the drama you know, that we're watching. Yeah, it's just the first word that comes to my head. Yeah. And we tweeted earlier on, Hannah, you put up a tweet and uh, didn't BBC One reply and what did they say? Oh, they said finale. Yeah, they did. Mm. And they said it was going to be dramatic. Oh, sorry, they did. They didn't say the word finale. They said it was going to be dramatic. You're right. So we're in for a treat, guys. Would it have killed me to prep the intro for this show? <laughs> Listen, I actually was convinced. If you hadn't said anything, I would have been like, oh, great. She's sorry, I should have done her bits. What well, do we have Lindsay any other- Denton do? Do we have any other bits to talk about now before we get into this? Um, Anyone have any news? <laughs> um, well, I've gone vegan in the last five minutes. <laughs> well, if Philadelphia is vegan, Brendan, then you have. Yeah. No, that's no. everything, is it? No, oh, we okay. haven't. We've had a bit of a kind of uh, this week has, hasn't been as eventful as the previous week. No, I mean, we haven't been on television. Brendan hasn't been on the BBC and his boxers, but it's still been a good week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Brendan, you're kicking us off with the recap tonight. Let's have it. I am. So <coughs> let me just get me. comfortable now. I'll sit back. Yeah. You so sit I back think. As well, oh, actually, oh, I haven't back. counted. So one, two, three. I'll just brush the pastry and off. And for my anyone lap. who Four. doesn't know, Brendan actually wrote the recap Five. this week on his phone. So he sat on his notes. I typed. So while I was watching, I wow. had the notes open on my phone and was just typing away as quick as I could. I didn't get it fully finished. You must have been that cat. Yeah, so my left thumb is pretty sore. But you've typed it up now. You haven't just like photocopied your little phone, have you? No, so I then sent, emailed (laughs) the notes to myself. 
notes so you can send the notes. Yeah, and then just put, how many so pages? This, who wins? It's six pages. It's the six. technology. Are you H? Five, five and a bit. So me and Brendan are neck and neck. Yeah, I think mine was eighteen. Um, <laughs> so uh, the last time I did the recap as well, I haven't read any reviews, done any, um, looked at any thoughts or theories because I just get confused and I want to just read, basically try and relay what I saw. So I may not have seen everything. So yes, feel free to jump in and go. You missed this. You missed that. I also just want to jump in and say I have a cold, so I apologise for like coughing profusely yes. in the background. Sound this. great. Am I on this mic and I can take this down? That's the one. Thank you. Uh, season 5, episode 5. Um, episode felt different to me, right? <laughs> there was a lot less action. So it was more sitting down, interviews. Michelle Fowler. That's the thing. So it was a different director. Susan Tully took over the reins from John Strickland. And she was the original Michelle Fowler in EastEnders. Which I can't. Was like iconic. And like so, when I first read it last week, I was like, oh my God, that's mad that that's where she's ended up. Um... So the episode starts with the OCG disposing of what we assume to be John Corbett's body. Lisa says, I feel terrible <laughs> to Ryan <laughs> for forgetting to ask about his exa- entrance exam or his a test or an exam of some sort. So I got this wrong. So he's done his exams. I thought he was doing exams. The exams are done and now he's got an yeah. interview. So she was like, I feel terrible. And, there and then a there's pause. a pause. And you're like, well, off. And the, as they're, the lads are lugging John's body across the yard. But it's about not asking Ryan. Uh, no, and nothing to do with John's throat being slit. Do you remember who else felt terrible about something very <laughs> undermined <laughs> during... The, remember it was Kate and it was like, so Monique's been murdered, <laughs> yeah. like her throat's been slain on a dock. And then the video or the voice recordings show up to show that she wasn't bent and Kate's like, I feel terrible now. And we're like, oh no. <laughs> um, Ryan says he has a date for his interview and we'll miss all of this fun. Kill it, people. Yeah. Uh, Tatlene. Also, I just love Tatlene's name. I like saying it. Tatlene. Yeah, so do I. Like Tatlene with a T. I feel like it's a real curry name or something, yeah. isn't it? Can't you see a Tatlene on curry? Tatlene yeah. stickers on a brew. Tatlene. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, Tatlene tells Kate and Steve that Corbett's dad was killed in a paramilitary attack in Belfast. Uh, his mother was kidnapped. Her remains were only found in 2001 with similar injuries that Corbett inflicted on Ted's wife, Roisin. At that time, um, Hastings was in the police force in Belfast and requested or was just transferred to England shortly afterwards. We called it. Mm-hmm. We did. Ted is called in to see Andrea Wise, Rowan and Bomb Chicka Wah Wah. <laughs> Jill Bigelow. <laughs> Ted is told that AC12 have been taken off Pear Tree because of a lack of progress. And here's my first line of Juicy this week. Oh. Um, Jill... No one wants to lie, but part of our job is upholding public trust. And sometimes that means having a non-exclusive relationship with the truth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's another word for a lie. I'll be, I'll be reusing that <laughs> I'm gonna be reusing in that. my like, day-to-day life. Oh, Rebecca, did you eat the second sausage roll? I have a non-exclusive <laughs> relationship with the truth. <laughs> I got caught shopping last week when I was meant to be saving. And I mean, I had to have a non-exclusive relationship <laughs> with the truth about how much the runners cost. Um, Ted... Uh, kind of forgets to inform AC12 that they've been taken off the uh, the pear tree case. Convenient. So they, they're cracking away. <laughs> Tatlene, Kate and Steve analyse where the OCG's burner phones hang around the most, carefully planning the next steps. <laughs> Meanwhile, in b- fires Ted into the room. <laughs> My favourite moment ever. <laughs> I've been thinking about the club, he says. <laughs> <laughs> All guns blazing, wants to go straight to this nightclub where they hang out, right? It he was at the Christmas yeah. party for yeah. AC12. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about the nightclub. Yeah. 
Um, so down they go into that little bunker they've been in, straight onto the H laptop. Um, well, I can't imagine this whole episode. Bunker. Like the whole thing is just—it looks off like the they're wall. in a bunker, no? <laughs> <laughs> when they're on the laptop pretending to be I love the H. stuff that people notice. I don't think they're like they're in a bunker. It just looks like a darkened room. It's got, for for dramatic effect, let's call it a bunker. I hope it appears in the finale. Um, <laughs> so Ted doesn't appear to be following any of the plans or protocols. No, the pre the preconceived poor Amanda's like um, a preconceived flowchart in Ted Joseph, the worst look anyone's ever got in their lives. You nearly milled the computer at. Yeah, <laughs> and then does it really fast. He, he types so fast. <laughs> no wonder he's spelling words wrong. Um, so he appears to be really like flighty and just like doing whatever he wants. But is he? Is it more considered? Mm, unsure. Um, this is the first time that the OCG type back because yeah. normally they're on audio. They'll speak back. Uh, obviously. We know that Corbett is dead and at the end of the scene we see that it's just Lisa McQueen talking back. Ted ignores all the recommendations and tells the OCG he'll meet them in person in the club. Stephen Kay having an absolute like, mare behind him. Sweating. <laughs> um, Kate suggests to Ted that it's not lawful to investigate in the way that he is. He agrees to her revised plan. She asks him if there's something he's not telling them. He says no. I mean, you're off the case. Um... Ted calls Moffat from his hotel with a wad of cash and shot. Uh, later, he, he will say that he was trying to give it back to him. Um, Moffat doesn't answer. Um, another line of juicy then. Steve and Sam go for a drink. I'm sick of her. I know. she's <laughs> Like you guys were saying, she's definitely Our agenda, in the background for some... She's, she's not there for no reason. As is anything in this show. There's always a reason for something to be there. Um, So they're, you know, getting a bit flirty over two drinks. And Sam says, just because your face is covered in bum fluff, there's no need to be an arse. How dare you? Yeah, he's working, as you tweeted on Sunday, Hannah, he's been working very hard in that beard this season. His facial hair is the best it's ever looked for her to swan back into his life and throw that out there in in, in public. You yeah. can't even defend himself correctly now. It's appalled. It's offensive. Um, Sam asks Steve is, if AC12 is investigating serious crime. He says they haven't got the manpower. They finish their drinks, race home to bed, but poor Steve has trouble with little Steve. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Sam leaves him to sulk in the ensuite. Yeah, she leaves him again. Yeah, she is one of those people that she's just not there. She's there for the good times and not for the bad. I couldn't have put it better. And that means that she doesn't truly love him and there could be an agenda. If someone was sobbing in a bathroom or acting really weird and you did have feelings for them, you would not just leave the apartment. How heartless is that? Steve has been through so much. Maybe she was just like, actually, he's mortified or no. really uncomfortable. I'm just going to give him a bit of, bit of space. No. no, no. She leaves. Like when she walked into that prison cell when he was arrested and she clearly knew that he didn't murder Lindsay Dent and it yeah. clearly was being set up. And she was just like, yeah, no, I'm not really. I'm off. And he, she left him again. So yeah. no, no time for Sam. Uh, Steve's back is Adam. He pops some painkillers. On Kate's suggestion, AC12 monitored the club. But who did they spot marching in? Only our Ted. That was Ted sitting there in the club. It was like apple bottom jeans, <laughs> boots with the fur, and Ted sitting there. It was like your dad coming to collect you <laughs> yeah. of a teenage disco, wasn't it? Like- yeah. So he's told Kate that he's going to do one thing, but he's gone ahead and marched in anyway. Uh, so Ted's at the bar with a whiskey. Miroslav sidles up to him, asks what he wants. Ted flashes the badge and says, I need to see Clayton. Um, 
Miroslav goes back out the back and tells Lisa that Ted is in the bar. He goes through photos. Do you remember the photos they got? Was it from Terry's phone? Terry's phone, yeah. Yeah, of the, them outside the, the print shop. So he was like, it's that fella there. So she was, And he was like, Ted Hastings. She, Lisa goes, Hastings? H? Oh my God, it's him. She yeah, just yeah, put two yeah. and two together and assumed. Um, so, I mean, is he H? Isn't he H? Who's he bluffing? Us, them, no one, everyone. Um, Ted is either extremely stupid, has balls of steel, or is cleverer than you, me, and everyone else watching. I cannot decide. Option C, mix with balls of steel. He uh, didn't float up the lagon on no, a bubble. No, he didn't. He goes very Irish during these scenes. Did you notice this? No. The accent, he just, he hams it up and he kind of, he starts to play a bit... The bit of a fool, kind of almost. He does a bit when he's walking around looking at the stuff, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, it's very overacted on purpose. Yeah, um, he keeps pushing to talk to John Corbett, who's dead. It gets quite tense because Lisa and Miroslav—they're suspicious. They—they're not really buying it. So they shove a bag over his head and drive him to a warehouse where they have all the drugs, cash and stuff that they've robbed in the numerous heists and ambushes that we've Mm. seen in this series. Another day, another ambush. Uh, When they pull the bag off Ted's head... (laughs) Actually, when they pull the bag off Ted's head, somebody said even Ted's hair was acting. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that that tweet. That tweet was so good. His hair looked amazing in this episode. It did. Um, So Ted is sitting surrounded by the hall of drugs slaps the hands, rubs them together, comes up with a plan to fly them out of a small airport with shit security. This again goes back to, you know, the looks that Lisa gives where she doesn't say anything. So there's looks between Lisa and Miroslav. They're really suspicious. Masterclass stuff. Yeah, they're not saying anything, but just, you can just see it all in their eyes. Mm. Um, Ted then kind of realises that they're getting a bit suspicious and he tries to like play the hard man a bit more which is really funny. And like to see him like when he's jumping up around and everything yeah. it was full on 007. Like. Yeah. Yeah he did a he did a backwards <laughs> roll yeah, over, a, a, over roll, a hay barrel guys. at some point. I cried laughing at the backwards roll so much that I missed Miroslav getting shot <laughs> dead and then had to a tweet an apology because I was in knots yeah. at his backwards roll I was like let me find a great gift for this. <laughs> it was amazing. When you're trying to exit the conversation. Um... <laughs> Ted again demands to meet Clayton. Lisa says he's laying low. Very low indeed. Uh, AC-12 then burst in, shooting all around them. Miroslav is shot. Lisa roars, puts her hands up and roars, don't, don't shoot. shoot. Yeah. At this point, I thought she was going to go, don't shoot, I'm, I'm a, a UCO. Well, I think she, like, I think she did as well as do that. Yeah. I'm convinced. There now. was a funny look. There was a look. Did you cop it, Brandon? No. The look and there was a hand movement that I've been trying to recreate to Rebecca today in the office, which kind of looks like Ted covering his mouth with two fingers and then pulling down one like a trigger. And then the, she just clocked it. She kind of makes it a split second move. And then the next second, the, um, the AFOs burst through the door. Okay, Could, so, totally didn't see that. That to me, I only saw it on the second watch mm. after someone tweeted someone us and I was looking for an email, yeah. Or an email. That to me was the absolute confirmation that they are in cahoots okay. and she is an But when, when, you know, in the into club, when uh, Ted first sees Lisa, he goes, Lisa. And it yeah. was just such a, the way he said it was so weird. Yeah, I thought so, but I also thought that she, I didn't. I felt because I was looking to see if they knew each yeah. other, and I didn't feel like they did. I felt there was a glimmer from her, and then she was like, "Okay, his second name is Hastings. I'm just going to say he's H because why else is my boss here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I kind of got yeah. that vibe. Yeah. Um. So back in the warehouse, Kate arrests Lisa, and Steve arrests Ted. 
to keep his cover or are they actually arresting him? Mm. Um, so they're they're carting them off and then outside Kate asks an AFO if Miroslav will survive and that officer says, I can't say for sure. He didn't. Very subtly, Kate and Steve tell Ted back at AC12 uh, HQ that they managed to follow Ted to the warehouse by tracking a burner phone that was found on Miroslav's body and they say it like it was really quick it was a throwaway thing Yeah. and if you just weren't you'd easily miss it that, that Miroslav had been killed yeah because Hargreaves was shot way more than he was and died I just presumed it kind of looked like a shoulder shot like I just presumed he wasn't dead and yeah. then totally missed that coming and yeah. I mean Miroslav was the OG OCG if you know what I mean yeah season 1 episode 2 or something it was so like it's a pretty big character to lose yeah um, yeah um, back at AC12 Ted says to Kate and Steve thanks for keeping up the pretense by arresting him Kate says you'll appreciate sir we do need to ask you a few questions <sighs> then at this point Ted goes back into this kind of playing the fool just being a bit evasive sort of thing that he does uh, and he's done it a few times. Plays a bit dumb, like it's not a big deal. Says he just wants to go home to sleep. Yeah, he kept being like, I want to go home. I want to. I, I should be getting home to bed. I want to be getting a new set of clothes. I need to go home. Yeah. Um, it's at this point that he chooses to tell them that actually they have been taken off the case and they weren't supposed to be investigating Operation Pear Tree. Like, that's a significant... Like, why did he choose to tell them then? Do you know what I mean? Why did he choose to proceed? Because... He just is a truth seeker and thinks that maybe Wise and Jill and Rohan, you know, are potentially pulling the strings. And Ted is like, actually, I'm just trying to do the good thing here. He seemed to be very panicky about trying to find John Corbett. And I think if he thought that he could bring him in, that would be the bartering tool to prove that AC-12 did good work. Because he mentioned later in the episode that, you know, this could have been the end for AC-12. Yeah. Because they shut down the operation because they weren't pleased with their work. So I think he was like, if I get him and I bring him in and I shut this whole thing down, I can make an argument that what we've been doing for the last, I don't know, six months was worth the money. I also wonder, is he just, since Roisin was beaten up, is he just being a bit frantic he he's does just, feel he's just a, a bit man on a mission that, you know the way John started to become a bit unhinged Ted you did get that sense of him but I couldn't tell was he playing this role so they believed him that he was this corrupt officer who's under too much stress or is he actually just having a meltdown yeah yeah, I don't know because Lindsay Denton did the I'm kind of having a meltdown thing or all is lost and then pulls out all that info on everyone when she was in her you're bankrupt inter- you had an affair exactly yeah. so are we going to get one of them at the end of the next episode where Ted's like well I did this because of this and then you did that and I have him and she was in my pocket the whole we time bam don't touch me better yes That's ca- or is he just frantically unravelling? I, I actually can't tell right now. I hope not. Uh, Kate and Steve convinced Ted to stay in AC12 offices for his own safety. They say it needs to look like he's in custody to the OCG. They don't end up questioning him. He looks very shady. Kate gets home late. The husband says he thought the promotion would have better hours. She'd be a mother as well as a police officer. Kate says, thanks for making me feel like shit. That scene. Real weird. Was really weird. Why is that included? Mm. Is it just is it just to give us a bit of personal background on her and that it's not actually anything? But see, one of the reels of scenes is you'll only include it if it forwards the action. So I feel like with Jeb Mercurio that that's in there for a reason. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I can't figure it out. Like, do you want us to think that she's going to leave her husband and get with someone else? Do you want us to see that her family's affected for some reason that's going to pay is off? Is that in the, the last first time episode? the husband's spoken? Have we ever heard the husband speak before? I don't 
don't think because that. I kept like kind of trying to turn up the volume on the TV to hear his he accent. Did, no, I was he like, did. where is he? He has a weird earlier. accent, isn't it? I just was like, what's the crack with the husband? He spoke earlier in this series. He was like, oh, did, did he? I, I think, think he, he said something like, about, oh, love. oh, I'm glad we're giving it a go or something. No, mm, yeah, mm. it's just, really not going well though. With the go they're giving it is it like? No, he's got the same amount of lines as. Um, What's your one's the barmaid? Tracy, the barmaid in EastEnders. You know, she just always hangs around pulling pints but doesn't say anything. That's Kate's husband. Um, Lisa McQueen is taken in for questioning by Kate and Steve. She doesn't cooperate a lot. Uh, They say that if she's not directly involved in the worst offences, i.e. killing everyone, um, that they could get her four words. Immunity. Yes. (laughs) But how did she know that? She said, oh, she goes, oh, um witness protection or immunity it was very a, cop sure, wasn't doesn't it every ga- oh, doesn't every gang member I know, know that I just, I just feel like she knows a lot about the police force what you need to do to get immunity I feel like they're just giving it to everyone do you just go in and be like I know a few bits give me immunity and I'll tell you yeah yeah, I think so, so. and as long as you haven't done the top crimes then I mean, you're grand I mean can you get it in Ireland <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, Kate and Steve asks uh, Lisa McQueen uh, if Hastings is H, she looks up at the CCTV in the corner of the room. She's like, is your boss watching? And they're like, no, he's in custody on the sofa back in AC12. Uh, Lisa uh, refuses to comment. Uh, one thing that she does tell them is that the OCG was told that Corbett is a rat. She says the tip-off came from Blackthorn Prison, which is where Lee Banks is. Yes. Kate and Steve get a list of visits to the prison. It shows that Hastings visited Lee. Do you remember in the last episode, mm-hmm. he went to visit him and he went, like we said, in the work <laughs> car driven by, you know, somebody. On the way to the hairdressers. Uh, got, had signed in on the, all the official forms. So he's deliberately leaving a trace. To see him, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that will tie into the the final episode I, when... Ted's big when, reveal. Yeah, Ted's big yeah. reveal to go, I did A, B, C, D, E and I think he'll use that prison with the music in the background and the laptop and the bubble wrap yeah yeah yes surprise bitch the laptop's here yeah Um, so uh, Kate and Steve after reading this assume that Ted went and told Lee that Corbett was a UCO after he beat his wife Lee fed the information back to the OCG is what they think so Kate goes off to do business and Steve poor Steve phones John on the mobile oh, to warn him desperate. basically that his life is in danger I miss John that was so really much. sad I yeah. miss John I miss his accent I miss his acting <laughs> I just really missed him in this episode uh, Kate and Steve trot off to Andrea Wise and they report Ted for a number of concerns about his professional conduct an unlawful Fahrenheit order, the one that Ted ordered from the back of the riot van when they were monitoring Steve and John Corbett's mm, uh, face to face. Unlawful recovery of stolen goods. They also say they believe that Ted may have deliberately blown Corbett's cover. Wise says that she will investigate Hastings and she was like, you were right to come in. Bomb chicka wah wah. Jill Bigelow. <laughs> uh, visits Ted, who's living in AC12 with a stylish sleeping bag couldn't just, you could almost smell that room oh, like he had like the, the shoes of off the end of a festival because he had a mouthwash on, on the table mm. yeah uh, he's still kind of rambling and a bit erratic he's unshaven his hair is kind of on end this is where I felt he was definitely erratic because remember when he brought her back to his um, subpar hotel room well I, an absolutely fine hotel room but he's embarrassed by it and he was kind of like oh you know it's, it's only temporary but like he's now on the sofa in a sleeping bag with like a tracky top on nearly <laughs> and she was wasn't embarrassed to have yeah. her in so either he doesn't care about her anymore or yeah he is feeling a bit acting a bit erratic mm. and acting a bit off character 
Jill tells Ted that he's being investigated. He says that his own team will back him. She looks coy and says, oh, not always. <laughs> I mean, sorry to break the news. Oh, she was dying to tell him. Like, pretending that she's hating it, but she she's is like, loving. Dad, I'm very sorry. Yeah, like she's loving every second of it. So then she turns around to another line of Juicy. I'm here as a concerned colleague to offer advice <laughs> on how to avoid an embarrassing finish to a distinguished career. My shoe, she's there as a concerned colleague. What's like. the next word, word out of her mouth? Retirement. <laughs> She's really pushing the retirement. She's like Ted. At your age. Yeah. <laughs> you could do worse now than just retire. She says that if he v- retires voluntarily, that it will basically limit the amount of like investigation they can do into him and all this kind of stuff and protect his good name. She's trying to get rid of him because yeah. she thinks he's onto something, I think. Um, Ted obviously just ignores her and says that he'll fight the allegations. Um Jill then informs Ted that he is being investigated by, uh, you know, a more senior uh, group outside of AC12. And he goes, not bloody Patricia Carmichael. Like, he knew straight yeah. away. Yeah, he knew. Um, so his concern about bloody Patricia Carmichael is that uh, <laughs> that one's been fast-tracked. She hasn't put in the same years as the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, well, Jill says, well, I just wanted to be the one to notify you. You're being suspended from duty. I'm really sorry, Ted. Love and she turned on her second. heel. She was out that door. I love the detail that Patricia Carmichael has been fast-tracked up the ranks because we don't even have to hate her because of her acting. It's because also she skipped everyone else. Yeah. Imagine how annoying that is in the police force. Yeah. It's such a good, like, two words to include. So Jill's out the door. Ted isn't long after her. Storms out of the offices. He's supposed to stay there, you know, to maintain he's in custody in case the uh, the OCG are onto him. Uh, despite Tatlin's best attempts to keep him there, he's gone. She was there like, ah, no, we have to stay. He yeah. was like, trust, stop me. Yeah, he was like, am I under arrest? <laughs> the no, no, that Sorry, was... Ted, I, was don't, that I don't know. That's... <laughs> Was a new I'm low not sure, but he is you. just like, hon, listen, what are you going to do? <laughs> Try to stop me. Try to stop me. Try to stop me. <laughs> Ted goes back to his hotel where we meet T.I. Michelle Brandis from AC3. <laughs> now, she is like a poor woman's Kate <laughs> Fleming. Stark from Game of Thrones. I'm actually like, different island. Okay. Brandon, sorry, sorry, Michelle. So, Michelle is so dodgy. No, Michelle, she's she's... <laughs> You know, like there's like Springfield and Shelbyville. I feel like AC3. It's like an alternate universe. AC3 is like an alternate AC12. Well, she's always and I feel on the like phone. They've probably got like, you know, a poor man Steve as well. And like they've just got like a carbon copy of each of the characters. Bort <laughs> But did you not think that she looks so much like Kate? Yeah, I'm so just like thinking Kate. of all, of all the actors in all the land <laughs> sweating for a breakthrough role. Why <laughs> did they hire the person that is the, so close to being the spitting image of the lead? She literally actress. looks like uh, like she's dressed up as Kate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Di Michelle Brandis is standing in the way of Ted's hotel room door. Ted keeps ordering her out of the way. There's other officers there. He's like, "That's an order." You know, I am a superintendent. Russ, Russ from Friends. You know that episode <laughs> where Ross meets Russ. <laughs> <laughs> So Ted is sweating to get into his hotel room, refuses to be questioned informally. He turns round to Michelle Brandis and says, Between me, you, you me and the gatepost, D.I. Brandis, my patience is wearing a bit thin. <laughs> she then arrests him. He says, name the offence. She says, Edward Hastings, you are under arrest on suspicion of misconduct in a public office. Edward, and like, it Edward. lands heavily. 
to me like the camera kind of slowed down the lights in the hotel corridor got darker it zoomed in it reminded me have you seen the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling yeah. there's a scene in a hallway where everything slows down and darkens down and I felt like that happened in that scene and I was just it was just putting like importance like the weight on that yeah, the line severity. of you yeah. are being you are under suspicion of misconduct in a public office like the person who's supposed to like keep all that and I'm making you feel as closed in and as lost in the situation yeah. as he Michelle seemed to enjoy arresting him as well didn't she absolutely yeah mm. Kate and Steve are called to find a body. It's the one we saw at the start of the episode. John Corbett's, right? Forensics say there's a very strong smell. Steve says uh, there's no way John Corbett deserved that. Ted arrives to be questioned by Carmichael. Lads, I can't cope with this woman. I didn't realise how much I was going to love her. Oh my God, she is iconic. Um, The poor woman's Kate tells real Kate to stay away and that if she's needed, she'll be called. Carmichael says there could be a conflict of interest. Glass With box their haircuts. Inter- yeah, glass box interview room. Lads, the length oh, of the beep. beep. Oh, it was longer. It's the longest it's ever been. It Has was like anyone- the Angelus on this episode. People just doing this with their pages yeah. and looking up into the corner. <laughs> Has anyone actually had the time or been bothered to go back and just see like if they've got longer since the start? No, but I actually think I that's a really someone good on Twitter idea. Has. I'm sure Somebody someone has. Somebody must have done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if somebody, you know, has the time and, and are bothered. Tweet us at Shrine of Duty. Patricia Carmichael. She needs, like, she deserved entry music, didn't she? Like, for that? like, who has made that much of an impression in a scene that was how long in total? Yeah. yeah. And, like, just not what I expected. I expected her to be this really dominant, strong, fierce, like, kind of, like, loud, abrasive character. Yeah. And she was all of that, but, like, in the opposite. Like, just by being subtle and really understated yes. silent she, but deadly yeah she's what I would describe as an iron fist in a silk glove <laughs> Brendan I'm obsessed oh wow Brendan yeah mm. wow um, so the interview uh, uh, starts Ted quickly informs her that his rank is superintendent and she will refer to him as such Carmichael says ma'am will suffice uh, ma'am will suffice three words that literally she may as well have spat in his face yeah Ted admits he's living in a hotel, says they sold the house. <laughs> Carmichael is a masterclass in how to conduct an anti-corruption interview. She doesn't miss a beat, never hesitates and knows exactly where she's going next. Like the guys that had the slides up on the screen. She just, she didn't need to look at anything, just straight away. She knew exactly where she was going. If she was talking to me, I'd think I was H. Yeah. Imagine her questioning Absolutely. you. Carmichael asks Ted what he knows about the £50,000 in cash found in his hotel room. He says Moffat forwarded the cash to him under false pretenses, was in the process of trying to give it back. Um, 50? Yeah. Yeah. 50? I, I think that... he only got half. I think it was half up front, was it? Oh, sorry. Was but it... Moffat said a hundred grand deposit. And okay. then he said, I just thought the 50... I might have that 50 no, no, figure no, no, wrong. No, 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 the 50's right. What okay. I'm saying is the 50... I have a huge question mark over that in general and we will get to that in theories. And also the way that Ted said he forwarded the cash, he handed it to him in the hotel yeah. lobby. Yeah. It's not forwarded. Um, there was another line of juicy when Ted calls uh, Moffat a barefaced liar. Carmichael turns around and says, I can't bear shouting. You really oh. ought to be more calm. Oh, uh, when that someone tells you to calm down. was demented. But again, she just said it in the most gentle way. Mm. Um, Carmichael asks Ted how he thinks it looks. He says suspicious. She smiles and says, 
we're agreeing. This is much better. Do you know who she reminds me of? Are you guys Harry Potter fans? Ish. Professor Umbridge. You know, that's like she is. No. Which she one's is that? pure evil. She wears the pink tweed suits. Her whole office is covered in cats. Yeah. And she's real like that. She's Sorry, like, I got you from the cats. I we're remember. not going to do shading today. Thank you. But it's yeah. just like you actually hate her so much. Yeah. But the actual words she said aren't that bad. So when you're t- trying to relay the story to someone, they're like, oh, they don't really get it. But it's yeah. it's so horrible. I saw loads of people. I saw loads of people tweeting um, the that meme from Game of Thrones. You know, your one. Yes, Car- Daenerys. Yeah, her doing that face like this. <laughs> it was like you ought to be more calm and that face I couldn't stop laughing it was perfect it was fake Kate brings up Ted's financial records including papers fake. that Lindsay Denton unlawfully obtained they show a pattern of increasing debts Carmichael smiles at the end of every she makes a statement and she just kind of smiles she's like um, Carmichael says if Ted doesn't answer my imagination might start running away with me lots of reasons you might get into debt gambling drink drugs sex um, they agree again. Uh, she says, there you see, we're agreeing again, and smiles. Carmichael asks Ted about visiting Blackthorn Prison. Ted confirms that he visited Lee Banks on the 12th of March. Said he questioned him about OCG members. The conversation wasn't recorded or witnessed. Carmichael tells Ted that Corbett hasn't been seen since when? March the 12th. They tell Ted that Lisa McQueen told Kate and Steve that the OCG were told that John Corbett was a rat and that the info came from... Blackthorn Prison. Yes. Uh, They show Ted images of a body in a bag. The one we saw in the opening scene. John Corbett, right? The bag contains body parts belonging to... Are you want to see the face on Brandon? Jackie Bloody Laverty. Gina McKee, I hope she is getting <laughs> paid some sort royalties. Of a fee. <laughs> why she's is she kept, in that bag? She's kept five series of a TV show going. She has. Why is she in that bag? I don't know. Is it because they forgot they, she was there? Possibly. And they just were like, oh, we'll just lash her out. Took her out. They went to visit Terry. Or like, have she's still they there. planted her hand in Ted's bloody toilet? Yeah, is there some sort Did of connection? Did Jill put one of his, her body parts in Ted's toilet and try to pin that on him as well? I don't know. Mm. Mm. I don't know. There's definitely, yeah, there's more to it. It could be easily explained. Like, Miroslav was like, oh, I forgot about her, but... No, there's a they reason. They would have just left yeah. her in the freezer. Just leave she, her. She Tell wasn't her found there. At least like, Terry has his freezer back. Why put her in with John Corbett? Do you know what I mean? There's a connection there. Yeah, there is. It's yeah. unusual. Yeah, so also in with Jackie in the body bag are the remains of John Corbett. Here, Carmichael says that she believes Ted had motive and means to plot John Corbett's murder. Ted roars... What's happening here? I'm being framed. I am not bent. Slamming the table. He's arrested. I mean, it looks bad. And we knew it was, we'd seen it in the trailer, but didn't make it any more, like, it was so hard to watch. Because what we could have seen in the trailer was him going in for another reason or him going undercover, but he's in there and it it's looks... It's not looking good. No. Carmichael meets Kate and Steve uh, just after they've interviewed Ted and she says they did the right thing reporting him. Now, I found this line really interesting. She says to Kate and Steve, today is just for starters. I am going to prove that Hastings is H. Now, I am not a qualified police officer, Mm. but surely a woman of her level would know that if you're investigating something, you don't start out with a preconceived conclusion. Yeah. You yeah. need to investigate 
all possibilities and to say that I am going to prove something yeah. and decide what that... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage... Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That is, is not right. It no. made me think that like... Like, why does she hate him? Like, they don't work together. It's all sass. It's all attitude. She was just brought in, and I understand that on front of her, it looks bad. But he's been in the job for 40-odd years. Did a brilliant job. He's great at his job. So why does she come in, and all of a sudden, she's like, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to take him down. Why? Yeah, surely yeah. she should have, should have an open mind to well, who was, all these Ben Coppers are. Yeah, do you know what I mean? As 100%. opposed to just trying to prove that it's him. She was brought in hate. by Andrea Wise slash Rohan slash Jill Bigelow. Oh, so. Why is Ro- like, what's the crack of Rohan? Why are they all there yeah. in that room all sitting together the whole time? Like, what is going on there? It's so dodgy and they're trying to get Hastings to either go to jail or retire. Yeah, um, that room is full of bent police officers. So the episode closes with that shot of Ted being locked <laughs> up and him looking back through the letterbox window of the prison door. Oh, and the Christ. credits roll. Was there a glimmer of satisfaction in Ted's look for a split second when he was in that cell was there a second where he went I'm exactly where I put myself where I planned to be I must I go back know. and I watch I didn't see that I seen just a flicker could have been nothing on the second watch and I was like oh maybe he's got it all planned I, I, like I think that is highly possible I didn't see the look but I think that yeah possibly Ted is not there by accident or by I want know, to go back and watch I it think... I want to know if you've seen the look yeah, I think he definitely is in on it in some regard, but I don't think that he realised that they were going to pin, that he'd actually be in the cell and they were going to try pin John Corbett's murder on him. He absolutely didn't realise John I think was that might, killed, this is he? just backfired, I think. I don't think he thought John was dead. This goes back on my thing of when he texts 
uh, in the MSN to Rishinda last week to Lisa McQueen. Um, what was it like? Close this case or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what was it? Wrap it up or something yeah, like that? You know what to do? Wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that was his order to kill John. Bring it to a close. Bring it to a close. Yeah. Thank you. But now, after having watched this, I fully don't believe he thought John was dead at all. And the, the Lisa situation is, and I know what earlier on I was saying, I think that she could be involved with police. Is she an informant rather than a undercover officer? Do you know what I mean? The Lisa situation. I'm just dying to know what her deal is I'm next week. I to need know. to know what the crack is with Lisa McQueen. I think she's an officer. Remember the conversation we had last week about the language she used when she was questioning yeah. Terry? Yeah, that language. It, it was identical to stuff we've heard Kate say. And then yeah. the way she reacted when the, the hands te- up in the warehouse. Hands up, don't straight shoot. in, don't shoot. The little connection between her and Ted before. I'm now convinced she's an officer. I'll be shocked if she isn't. Um, Brandon, that was a fantastic recap. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Especially, it, what was that acting. line? An iron fist oh, yeah. in a silk glove. Yeah, I just feel like that sums up Patricia Carmichael. It really it does. It really Tweet does, Tweet that Brandon. to her. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah, you oh, should thanks. be riding That kind of sounds Brandon. like a perfume ad. Yeah, we'll get you a silk oh, glove. Oh, to Patricia. To say well done. Um, so will we move on to some thoughts and theories? And there's quite a few to get through this week. I mean, week. listen to this. That's yeah, just that's... my selection of emails that we got so in. So what I've what I've done this week is I've just gathered a few popular theories that were sent in to us yeah. and we can go through them all now. And honestly, it has my head in a spin afterwards, but in a great way. Because I think what happens with this show is that we all miss stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you have to. We're only human. Yeah, like I you missed know. loads of bits this week. Yeah, I'm just seeing here on this page um, an email from Alex Watson, which is what we were just talking about. It's the Lisa and Ted suspicious look. He said, I noticed something during the scene where Ted and Lisa are arrested at the site where the OCG have been storing all the white hot stolen goods. It looked to me like Ted, just before the armed police burst in, gave Lisa a signal so she knew to expect them. When he sat down, he makes eye contact with her, makes a strange motion with his fingers over his mouth. Lisa seems to recognise this. And when the police arrive moments later, she doesn't even turn around. No. Great point. Yeah. She heads straight for cover, as did Ted, and they came out both with their hands up to ensure she wasn't shot. Is Lisa simply very canny and there was no point in running? Or was she given a Ted's up? <gasps> <I'm> <laughs> Ted's up? Love that. Wow. Ted's um, up via a secret signal. That's brilliant, Alex. Impressive. Brilliant. This is one of my favourite theories that we got in this week. It is from a girl called Bex on Twitter and I've called it house numbers, okay? So she says, So I've been reading in a few places that the house numbers in line of duty could be significant and I've only just noticed, but Kate's house is number eight and what is the eighth letter in the alphabet? It's no. H. No! I really enjoyed that. It is a stretch, but they did hover, you know, in the episode that Steve, the first ever episode where he goes into the wrong apartment. Yes. They hover over the name on that door. And then I think in last week's episode in someone's apartment, they hovered over the the letter on the door. That is something they do on Line of Duty. They love a hover to make us realise things. Yeah. So, this is Um, true. There's an email here from Anthony Arnott. Any relation to Steve? Um, (laughs) It says H stands for her or herself as it's a group of women within the police who are fed up of terrible men, Dryden, Hilton, Fairbanks, running the show and allowing corrupt behaviour to continue. Abuse in boys' homes, what happened to Carly Kirk, the brothel in the current series. 
I believe that Jill, Kate and Sam are all part of it. The likes of Huntley and Denton could not be swayed to join as they were dedicated to their roles as police officers. Oh. I suspect Carmichael is the same unless she's as cutthroat as is suggested and wants to get herself into a position of power. And they use the weakness of men, Hastings' money problems, Hargreaves and Dryden's young interests, etc., to get them so far before they are deemed useless and take them out through killing and arrests. Lisa is their inside woman in the OCG. Corbett a pawn and maybe a little too close and that's why Powell was trying to make him go after Small Fry. All stems back to episode one where Manit's cousin kept saying herself when Arnett and Fleming were interviewing him and I thought it was just odd. Anthony Arnett. That was amazing. That is a belter of a Sorry, also where is your one Alison Powell? We haven't seen her at all. Totally in five her. episodes. Oh, yeah. No, we haven't seen her since episode, episode she two. She popped up once briefly in the second episode. I think, oh, yeah. I'd love to see her again. We got an email from a Killian Harford. This is about a second officer who visited Lee Banks before Ted. I only copped it on the second watch. So he says, following his visit to Blackthorn, a Daniel Hall also visited Lee Banks. Cast your mind back to series four, where a Detective Chief Inspector Raymond Hall appeared on the board in the AC12 building alongside other suspected senior officers and Central Police who could be H. The leader of corrupt police officers working with the OCG. Could they be related? Maybe Carmichael is top dog and H stands for her. Joe works for Carmichael and why she's so eager to retire. I'm just really into the idea that someone on that board yeah. went to visit Lee Banks right before Ted did. Wow. That I wouldn't have noticed that. That's a great spot as well. He actually sent in some images to prove this, so maybe we'll tweet those out afterwards. Absolutely. Um, we have another email. This is actually one of my other favourite emails we got in this week. Uh, it's from Paul. I'm not going to give away his second name because he says that he got this tip off from Dot Cotton on Twitter. No. Okay, he said, Hello, <laughs> wonderful shrine people. This is a message from the Twitter Dot Cotton. He asked me to send it on his behalf as he's worried that H <laughs> is monitoring your internet activity and this could leave a trace. Dot must be protected. I could ramble on for a long time, but I'll stick with some quick thoughts on Lisa. Um, we know that she's been in the OCG for a long time and she had issues as a teenager. We also seen her behave, we've seen her behave very inconsistently in private. So I reckon she is not a UCO, but a genuine gang member. She discovered at some point that the OCG has links to people who abused her as a kid. She therefore works as an, an informant with the police, Ted, question mark, with the plan to find her abusers, bring them down and get immunity and witness protection. Note the rather pointed question from Kate about what would disqualify her from immunity and then compare her actions. Example, right at the beginning, not shooting Cafferty. Yours in hiding. Dot. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. Here's two really quick ones, but I love them both. Uh, Jill to frame Ted so this comes in from Claire Knowles um, no relation to Beyonce although she did refer to Jill as Jill with the good hair so I like that Um, she said she thinks Jill might be might have slept with Hastings to harvest his DNA to mix it in with the condoms that were taken from the brothel now I remember we spoke about her sleeping with him for a reason but I was more convinced that it was to give him an alibi or to you know so so that he couldn't have an alibi yeah uh, did they definitely sleep together? We didn't see it, did we? I, I know, but I, I think we're meant to presume, Brendan. I, I mean, it's a family program. We don't program. know if there was bound to go I wow, wow. feel like maybe it didn't happen. Yeah, but I like that idea, though, that she could have a condom full of his sperm and condoms full of sperm are being investigated at the minute. So that's interesting. Another quick one um, comes in from Janine Pipe, who said, Ryan's social worker was called Jane Hargreaves. 
the hell did we all miss this? Doing some serious digging, my years of police training weren't entirely wasted. Excuse me, is this person a real police officer? That is so <laughs> obsessed with Janine. Love Janine. I've discovered Ryan's original social worker was called Jane Hargreaves in all caps. Could be related to Leicester. Could tie in with social services linking both Corbett and McQueen. Could they be controlling Ryan? Just a thought. Just a very good thought. Yeah. Yeah. There's another email here from Oliver Bailey. Good golly, I had a revelation in the bath this morning. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oliver. Uh, there's an entirely <laughs> different interpretation of that Steve Sam bedroom kerfuffle than I first thought. I had assumed that Mini Steve had experienced an FTL. He said Mini Steve as well. Yeah. Mini Steve. <laughs> That's so funny that you both said Mini Steve. Little, I said Little Steve. Oh, yeah. Little Steve. Lil Steve. Lil Steve. <laughs> a um, rapper. Maybe it's a Yeah, I'd assume that Mini Steve had experienced an FTL, failure to launch, apparently. <laughs> um, but actually, I think something clicked in Steve's head about Sammy. Somehow realised she was bent or manipulating him. That's why he went into the bathroom to think about it. Uh, that's why he cried because he was upset at being betrayed by someone close to him and that's why he was coldly insistent to Kate that he and Sam were not getting back together. Here's one about Ted having an affair with John Corbett's mum. This email comes from John McKenzie. Um... Ted and John Corbett. <laughs> I don't know why I that said was, it like that. That was, that was really committed. Um, Ted and John Corbett's dads were partners in the order you see in the 80s. Now, they weren't because we know that John Corbett's dad was a carpenter. Um, both are Catholics. Um, they fall victim to a pipe bomb and JC da- JC's dad dies of his injuries. Now, we don't know that that happens, right? But we'll skip a little, skip ahead. My theory is that Ted and John Corbett's mum are having an affair or had an affair. Ted, who is married, can't stand by her after her husband's death. Her health goes downhill and she dies in 1989 and John Corbett goes to his adopted aunt in Liverpool. Ted's guilt of the affair would, ex- would explain his attitude to his vows. And that has been a reoccurring theme throughout the show. And it has been a reoccurring current theme I thought it was just in there to show you know what a good guy he is that he does things to the letter of the law but maybe it's going to come back to have a deeper uh, reference that's true we got another email in from a lad called Dave Busby he said that we've the sexiest voices in podcast history oh thanks Dave thank you so much I said Dave thank you so I wrote back to him being like like honestly that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me and I want my second name to be Busby yeah Busby (laughs) that's brilliant Hannah I mean should I buy a hat (laughs) Uh, so he he said here's (laughs) he said here's my theory note how John Corbett and Ted Hastings sat in exactly the same spot drinking exactly the same drink in the nightclub that's because Ted is John's real father I know, shocking. And Ted was bent in Northern Ireland, but after Corbett's mother was killed, Ted decided to seek redemption by cleaning the police force of all bent coppers. And H stands for her. But who is she? Now we're cooking with gas. I'd be stoked if you gave me a shout out. Cheers, Dave. And then he put in brackets, not a rat. Well, Dave, not a rat. Everyone's on the her buzz this week, aren't they? I love the theory about Ted and John and everything. I mean, I think it's very far-fetched, but I do love it. I love the I shots the, that, that they did that same really them cool. on their own. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. Um, Luca slid into our DMs on Instagram, pointed out that uh, the last feature-length episode was season three, oh, episode yeah. six, which was Dot's death. Um, thinks that this means that Dot will be back. Kate chases a balaclava man. He takes off the masks and it is Dot. I think it's a feature-length episode just because there is so much shiz to wrap up. I do love the parallels, though, that that is the only other feature-length. 
I have one question though, right? The dot situation, like whatever happened with Jane Cafferty? Like why why have we not heard any more from her? Like did Dot recruit her? Are we going to find that out? Because that's another thing that I really want answered in this episode. Uh, Caroline Turnbull got in touch with us on Instagram. Oh yeah, I love this. I love this. She goes, basically her mum came up with this theory. Her mum thinks that Ted is going to be let out, that everything's going to be resolved next week and right at the end we see Ryan sit down for a police interview with our Ted on the panel. Yeah. Yeah, so we put up a poll about this. I actually phrased the poll wrong because, do you know what, guys? It's just a really hard program to get all the details correct when you're watching it and trying to tweet about it. So I put up a poll that said, is Ryan about to sit his police entry exam? But uh, on a rewatch, number one, it's very obvious that that's what they're trying to get across. I completely missed that. So did I, entirely. Number two, he actually tells Lisa that he's already sat the exams and passed them and he's about to do an interview. So we'll all just pretend that that's what the poll said. Everyone was very nice about it and they all answered it anyway. Also though, surely the police force in England have a record of him with the bolt cutters and Steve's fingers. Like, you, surely you shouldn't be able to join the police force if you've been caught up in crime previously. Is Ryan playing both sides, though? Yeah. Because remember that policeman bought him a burger and gave him his card if he ever needed anything? I wonder, has Ryan been playing the long game this and whole time? And when Kate was interviewing him when he was a kid, I think Can you do that for me, Ryan? Game. Can you tell me that, Ryan? Yep, yeah. Very um, so we put up a poll and said, is Ryan about to sit as police entry exam? We got 1,100 votes, so thanks a million. 81% said yes, the bent bastard. 4% think no. And 15% are in the group that uh, don't have a clue what's going on. So 81% of people think that he's going into the police. Mm-hmm. Um which is only kind of clarified more when you watch it back. Like, it, it, he definitely is. And also, this is what I wanted to say, there's been a couple of shots of him throughout the last couple of episodes and I don't know why they wasted a shot on it of him just standing around outside the big black jeep waiting for the other OCG members to go in and meet the Love Island gang to yeah. go into the shopping centre and I'm like this whole time Ryan's outside it's because he's lying low and also no one knows that Ryan is in that gang exactly no one in the police station has mentioned Ryan exactly in AC12 the police station no one in AC12 Ryan basically doesn't exist to them exactly and now he's legged it and he's going into the police force one last email from Oliver Bailey again Uh, this is called Money Found in Ted's Room and I do think that this has to have significance he says the talk between Ted and Moffat was about 100 grand but Carmichael said they only found 50k in Ted's room that's got to be significant has Ted done something with the other 50k maybe he entered into evidence in another inquiry that he's secretly involved in did he need to make sure he was caught with some of the money but he still had some of it in reserve so he could use it as evidence against someone else down the line or have one of the members of AC12 aka fake Kate I just added that bit in. Half inched it. I think it's somewhere. I think he's put it on someone and he's going to do a Lindsay Denton yeah. turn this bitch yeah. around next week and say, well, did you check your bag and did you check <gasps> this and did you Imagine. see my laptop's bubble wrapped and well, I went to visit Lee Banks because I think we're getting one of them where yeah, he has the car every is gonna do a box ticked. Yeah. 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 I'm there for I it. I really hope it does. I really hope it does. I really want next week they've got 90 minutes yes. the three of oh. us are going to watch it together yeah we are and I really hope that we get 
some closure a I lot love, of closure do you know what I love about the BBC as well it's not 90 minutes and 25 minutes of ad breaks it is 90 minutes can't yeah. go to the loo can't look can't at your blink, phone can't look at your phone can't fill up your cup of tea don't talk to me Air, phone and airplane mode 90 minutes there's one other person that's come up a lot this week that people think could be dodgy give it to me Kyle. and that is Kyle the AFO. Who's Kyle? I'm screaming at Kyle. Kyle is the dodgiest. <laughs> the dodgiest. Oh, Kyle is the guy. He's Who's the, Sean Miroslav? No, he's the head oh, of the AFO. Oh, I shoot, don't shoot, think shoot. so. He was in that raid though, but he missed the door in the nightclub. <laughs> so they that's how they got out because the one, oh. door, are doors. one door was unmarked. And was that a bit like when Steve and Corbett went that's to exactly, meet in the street? Exactly. Sorry, yeah. That Kyle well. came into AC12 to meet... Kyle came into AC12 to meet Kate and Hastings and um, explain why he mm. missed a door and he was like, there's a door at the back. And Kate was like, well, Corbett's an undercover police officer. Like, he was obviously going to check his whole apartment block. Like, why didn't you have it covered? And then he goes and does it again. And he's been at, he was at also the Eastfield depot. He was there that night as well. And uh, Rhea wrote into us, right, um, on our email. And she said, I watched season five. Sorry, she goes, I watched episode five again. And then after listening to your podcast, I'm now rather suspicious of Kyle, the AFO. Uh, he suggested not getting involved in the shopping centre. He missed John when he disappeared through the office block after the convo with Steve. Possibly let them all escape through the back of the nightclub that they didn't have covered, like we said. What about the Eastfield thing? His team knew what was happening. The show keeps showing him and Steve chatting away. Like he was chatting about pizza. He's like, bring me pizza next time. He may as well have dodgy tattooed across his head. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. I think carry he's probably on just one him. of a number of low-level dodgy people, but it's not like running he's the, the head show. of the AFOs. Mm. He's the head of all mm. of the officers. Not with big the guns. enough to be H if H is one no, no, person. No, no, not H, no. but like just uh, his behaviour is absolutely ridiculous. And Lisa, you know, when they burst into that that place that they brought Ted, Lisa and Kyle stare at each other. Do you think? Yeah, because Kyle bursts in with the gun. I'm not sure if he's the one who who uh, shoots Miroslav but they do exchange a look with each other and uh, I wonder do they know each other and if mm. Kyle is the head of the AFOs does that mean when in season 2 with Waldron and all of those that, sorry is that season 2 yeah it is um, you know when Kate goes undercover and Waldron gets shot and that whole group mm-hmm. they're all armed police officers aren't they so would he have been in charge of that whole section as well could go way back could it could um one sentence predictions for the finale. Yeah, that was a fun thing we yeah. just put up on Twitter. Great reaction. I just want to pe- I want to read them out for people so then if they're correct, they can brag to their friends oh, that they called absolutely. it. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's the reason I'm doing this podcast is just braggable. Their right. proof is enshrined in Shrine of Duty. Yeah, so we put up on our socials, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shrine of Duty. Send us your Line of Duty finale one sentence predictions. Let's read out a couple of them. Um, at Dr. Lou Little said, Ryan will be the new caddy after passing his police exams. Yes. Well, yeah. at BBC One said there will be drama there will given loads away there um you and at you and mole said i don't have any theories just oh 
<laughs> what did he say? This guy. <laughs> he's been thrown out at the Facebook group. For, he's been thrown out at the, the official BBC Line of Duty Facebook group for spoiling Avengers Endgame, the movie. Oh, no. Which I, is not on <laughs> as a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. But he's mailed us a couple of times being like, please, guys, get me back in. I'm like, we can't get you back in. And I just accidentally read out here, so I'll keep going. I don't have any theories. Just hashtag justice for you and after receiving a lifetime ban for the Facebook group from spoiling Avengers. No, Ewan. Yeah, not cool. Um, at Galvin Bass said, Curly Blow Dry lady, lady is as bent as they come. Um, at Voodoo Bluesman said, we don't find out who H is. Oh, yeah. I'll be fuming. Uh, on Instagram, Sam Mills says, Ted is doing a double bluff to flush out H, while Mrs. Disney says, Ted is not H. He, Stephen Kate, have planned his arrest to flush out the real H, who has way more connections than we currently know of and may not even be police, but he could be part of the criminal justice system. Also, Jill is bent. Lisa is not a UCO. Is it UCO? Yeah, yeah I'm officer. very up We keep saying UFO. UFO. <laughs> <laughs> um... Somebody with a handle at Bigelow Jill, whoever uh, that is. Obsessed. <laughs> Just two words. A proposal and a photo of Ted and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Line of Duty fans. Um, uh, we won't find out who... Sorry, this is Tanya Fleming. We won't find out who H is. Did you read that one as well? <laughs> <laughs> just your look. <laughs> I'm just afraid that I'm reading. You're looking at I'm just afraid that I'm reading out ones that have already been said. Sorry. So Tanya Fleming says we won't find out who H is. It'll be dragged out until the next season. The finale will be mostly taken up with Kate and Steve attempting to rescue Ted and clear his name. Kills us, but I think you're right, Tanya. Two mm-hmm. more here. Tracy Holmes, McQueen is Huntley's sister, and framing Ted. Ryan will join the police. Hold on, let me think for a second. McQueen is Huntley. No. Uh, Holly Hughes says Kate Helen Fleming is H because she heard Dot say H and never told anyone also she has called all the shots on Ted Hastings even when Steve has not been sure also rumour has it that she's leaving the series Holly excuse me oh how does Holly know that oh no Laura says we won't find out who H is Spitbubble says Dot is alive and Kate is as bent as a bottle of chips Spitbubble is a horrendous a lot of people think Ross Huntley could be coming back uh, Junie Bobble yeah. says Ted was deep, 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 deep undercover. And Lord Kerry says Ted is toast. Oh, no. Elaine Heading says my money is on Kate being revealed as H, but not until season six. Guys, Everyone are- seems to think the same sort of like we're not going to get H. What are your one sentence predictions, Brandon? Give it to me. The season finale will not confirm who H is, but we will see Ted somewhat cleared. And Nigel Morton, while retired, will be revealed to be pulling puppet strings. Did you have homework that I didn't know about? Did, that, you, did you have that written down? Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. That, I'm just going to pull mine There's going to be a shot and that cane is just going to come, come down. Out. Oh camera. yeah, I want to come in out of the car you. like a sexy Like leg. a stiletto. Like a cane. Yeah. That cane Sex is just going to drop two. and hit the floor. Just boom, give me the cane. Nigel Morton. Or yeah, like somebody said, Ross Huntley, I think. She's Bro, I, gone but not forgotten. Mine yeah. is... Please God, Dot's resurrection and Ted's big moment to shine. Lindsay Denton style. Oh, guys, my one-line prediction will need wine after episode. Per- I mean, perfect. Yeah, it will. I, 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 I don't know. I've so, my, I've so many theories. I think that Ted didn't tell Lee Banks Rebecca's about got her eyes closed. John She's Corbett. So I think someone else who was involved previously with AC12 might have told that. Is Ros Huntley in the same prison as Lee Banks? Yeah, he she a hundred percent. And Moffat did. was in cahoots with Ross Huntley. That's how we know Moffat from previous. He used to work with her. 
Is Moffat telling Roz something? Is Roz telling Lee? We still haven't had answers about Jane with Dot, um, Moffat in general, the man who Ted's wife was seeing. I have so many things I need answered next week and I really hope that we're going to get the conclusion we all deserve but I have a funny feeling that we're not going to find out who H is. We're not going to find out who H is. That was 65 sentences. Thank you. Well done that one sentence. (laughs) Um, Um, Roz Huntley and um, Lee Banks are in the same prison uniform. So they're definitely in the same prison. Apple bottom jeans, boots. With the, sorry, I didn't realise I got that right. We got an email just to backtrack for a quick second, but based on what you said, that Ted and Moffat had, had beef since season four, it was from Oliver Bailey, and it basically said that if you go back to Ross Huntley's interview in season four, episode two, um, the script makes a point of introducing DCI Mark Moffat. They've never really done that with any of the other lawyers. Yeah. And to summarise the email, he basically says that Hastings was so rude to Moffat for absolutely no reason like it wasn't just harsh questioning he was rude so he feels like there's been something underlying between those two men for a while now I must go back and watch that I hope we get the you know the end with the writing that it makes it feel (gasps) like so many people who are now only starting to watch Line of Duty season 1 to 4 I've got a couple of texts going (laughs) this is amazing and then is this real? And I'm like, no, the writing at the end of a season makes it feel like it's real I hope we get the writing because I need things tied up We need the writing Uh, Two trailers have been released for next week uh, the first one's a trailer and the second one was provided to us on Facebook Messenger from H uh, so the first I've only seen one the first trailer um, so we all know obviously it's going to be a nail-biting 90-minute finale confirmed by the BBC the episode description reads closely guarded secrets are revealed so as I said two clips released the first one uh, Carmichael questions Edward Hastings H and Ted is heard saying I'm not H and then she says new evidence against you has come to light oh, no. and then he shouts I'm being framed and then Carmichael says AC12 failed to bring him down I won't in another scene Steve asks Kate what if the gaffer is innocent and the clip ends with Kate replying the truth comes first now in that trailer clip right okay I'm really excited it's a lot of like really fast shots of loads of different scenes and the thing about it is I didn't notice any of these things. Um, a few people have been in touch with us. Shauna Dennison on Twitter, she noticed something in the trailer. She says, pause it on 13 seconds. Ryan Pilkington, BMX kid, Corbett killer. Yeah, bad bastard, bad Ryan. Bastard, yeah. Uh, he is passing as a police officer after passing the exams that Lisa McQueen asked about. There is a shot of a police academy I think and it looks like on. trainee officers in you that trailer. Can't see Ryan though, can you? Bang, now we're she, cooking with She Jesus. said, pause She's it and look. Why else would they be showing that? Yeah. In that trailer as well, Dot Cotton, our best friend on Twitter, he got in touch. Um, <laughs> so the trailer includes a scene which at first glance suggests that Hastings is under heavy armed guard. Look closely though, no handcuffs. It looks more to me like they are his officers and not his guards. So our Ted mightn't be as in as much trouble as we think. The last one we got in was from Sue Robertson on email. She sent in a screenshot from the trailer for the finale and Jill is sitting behind Ted as if she is his lawyer almost. Oh my God. In an interrogation room. So uh, she's like, why is Jill sitting there? I thought Ted said he'd made his own arrangements. I've absolutely no idea what all this means though, but she did send in the screenshot and it does look very suspicious. I'd love a twist. Like I I know we're we're probably going to get Ted's big moment, but imagine if Ted and Jill were in on it together the whole time. I would scream 
the house down. I think there's one thing guaranteed. I think regardless of how much we find out on Sunday, we are going to be screaming Rebecca's house down because we're watching it in your house. (laughs) We are going to be screaming the house down. I would love if, based on what you just said, Reb, if um, Kate and Steve, because they've been both back and forward about who trusts the gaffer, who doesn't, one week it's Kate, one week it's Steve, if they both decide to come together to free him. And that it's 90 minutes of them trying to uncover the truth and get him out. I think Before it's too late. Really excited. Also, do you remember at the start of the series, Ted was looking at Kate funny. Joey, there was yeah. all those shots oh, of Ted looking awful. suspicious. Um, what if he was being suspicious about someone yeah. rather than come under suspicion? Guys, I need just, to just go into so a coma and the, wake yeah, up when it's on. I can't there's wait. There's so many like possible... The second clip provided to us by H. Sorry, I thought you did the two. No, that was a trailer episode. There are bits and pieces from, but there's two. So this is more of a kind of scene rather than. So this is from H on Facebook Messenger. The clip opens with Ted about to leave the station with his lawyer. He's wearing some sort of that, you know, that casual tracksuit. Very disturbing, that tracksuit on him. He really suits a, you know, he suits a shirt. Um, Carmichael steps in to stop him and says, Edward Hastings, new evidence against you has come to light. This evidence will be submitted in written form and you and your solicitor will have four hours to consider this evidence. In the meantime, her sidekick, Michelle, a.k.a. Fake Kate, is on the phone to someone in the background. She has been on that bloody phone. Who is she on the phone to, okay? Right, that did, next. In the meantime... (laughs) Um, and I see Carmichael respond saying, pending further investigation, I'll be seeking an extension of 12 hours to your permitted custody time. What evidence? Ted shouts. And Carmichael replies, take him to the cell. Oh. We then see poor Ted being led into the cell looking extremely stressed. And then H cut me off and told me that I had to leave him for a while. If we're left with Ted being stuck no, in a cell, no, I'm not going to be no, a happy customer. No. And I, I, there's one thing I need out of this week's episode, and that is the Lindsay Denton style Ted firing back everything to go. This is why I did this, 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 and this, and boom. We need a TBM Ted's big moment. Yeah, <gasps> TBM. A TBM or we riot? Well, TBM, TBC. <laughs> oh. Uh, Roshenda Sandal our favourite Lisa McQueen was on this morning this week and Phil asked her is it wrapped up to a satisfactory conclusion and she said there's some form of a conclusion but there's still another series to go and then she's like there's a lot of details she also was asked about the theory that she's Jackie and uh, Lenny James's love child yeah. uh, she said she likes that rumour it's a great idea but she can't say any more about that oh. mm. and guys this afternoon right did you just put your own mother's leg in a bag <laughs> This afternoon when... Actually, I never thought of that. That's Did yeah. you? <laughs> Did you? Put your own mother's leg in a bag. <laughs> I was uh, trawling through the emails this afternoon looking for the theories and a lovely lady got in touch with us, right? Her name is Lindsay. I just kept thinking Lindsay tend to know another Lindsay Um, and basically she said oh hey guys like just to let you know Anna Maxwell Martin actually let something slip in an interview today on BBC Radio 2 with Zoe Ball. Um, I mean Anna... Is this a spoiler? This is a spoiler, but oh. it's also clickbait. So I need to explain this to you because this is going to probably get a lot of more traction by the time we release the podcast tomorrow morning. Okay. Do you want to know? Well, we do. I, don't I know. want to know. I don't know if I want to know. Do is you want to go outside the room, Brendan? It is a spoiler. For the but, final but It's a spoiler, but it isn't. She didn't actually say anything, but then at the same time, she did she? Do you know okay, what I mean? take a risk on life. And, yeah. and also, before I say anything, I haven't actually heard this interview. There's only one article on this, this slip-up, allegedly, and it's on the Daily Mail. So pinch of salt do you know what I mean so do you want to know yes okay Brendan do you want to know yeah go on uh, so in the interview today um, 
basically, she was asked about Adrian Dunbar's recent admission that he hopes he'll be back in the series. Okay. So she replied, I think he'll come to a sticky end. And everyone now thinks that Anna Maxwell Martin, by mistake, let slip that Ted Hastings dies in Sunday night's finale. Nah. I don't think so. It's interpretation. It is. A sticky end. Is there something wrong with me? The first thing I thought was <laughs> the condom. <gasps> oh, jeez. Oh my God, Hannah, maybe. I'm sorry, but I, I didn't write that bit in. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. Anyway. That could be absolutely Juice. no truth to it, but I thought it was worth a mention because I feel like tomorrow it might be everywhere. Absolutely well done. And thank you, Lindsay, for letting us know about that. Now, guys, so that was it. Brilliant. Brilliant recap from Brandon. Thanks. Well really done. good theories from everyone this week. Thank yeah, you loads. so much. Loved everyone's one sentence predictions now. So if you got it right, you get to play this back to someone and say, no, there. That was a week before the episode came out and I called it. Um, so, guys, do you have anything else to add for this week? Shrine no, will we make Line of Duty themed cocktails on Sunday or what are we thinking? Wine, gin, what would Lindsay do? We'll have I, to do something very special. I wouldn't have a Bev now until after it. I need all of my senses. No, true. I guys. might come in a full, uh, full Garda uniform, will I? Yeah, and we're going to have to dress well, up. We do fancy what, dress. Uh, also, what are we going to do when this is over? We're going to have to dress up as AC12 for Halloween. I'm sorry. Commit to it fully because. You're Ted. You're fake, Kate, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're Mark Moffat. <laughs> no, I want to be Nigel You're Morton. Jackie Laverty's leg. I want to be Nigel Morton and you have to play Here Come the Girls when I step out of the taxi with the, <laughs> with the cane. With the cane. Okay, in that Spain. is more than enough and this room is very warm. Uh, that is it for this week's Shrine of Judy. We are on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook at Shrine of Judy. Keep your theories coming. We have four more days until we find out how season five is going to wrap up. Um, if you feel so inclined, you can rate and review us on iTunes and yes we will talk to you next week when we will know how the final episode of Line of Duty will wrap up goodbye bye ta-ta for now <laughs> bow chicka wow wow Shrine of Duty there's only one thing I'm interested in one thing only and that's bent covers Shrine of Duty the official unofficial podcast Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.